And do you know how many people would probably like run away at the sight of dismembered legs? Yeah. Dude, there's a four foot bong and a bag of weed by your bed. <laughs> Jelly Wings, the parlor game for nerds, is nearing extinction. It's in my pod! It's in my pod! <laughs> I will find proof. <laughs> I'm very easily startled, Mr. Finkerman. <laughs> I don't know which regulation body would regulate the uh, penis ring that you were talking about earlier. <laughs> I'm ready to remain conscious as we record this show. Hey, welcome to Medical Stuff. My name is Mark. You know, I've been thinking of some really strange things lately. Frankum, And that over there is going to be Chris. I'm reporting from uh, Traffic 1 today. Uh, it's going to be really bad backup all the way from Grover City down to Pismo Beach. So if you're going to take an alternate route, do it now. Kingston, how you doing, man? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm actually in a traffic helicopter right now. I'm going to change my name to Chopper Dan. So it'll be interesting to hear that actually comes out on the uh, recording. Because I did pick those two cities specifically for a reason. <laughs> what were the two cities again? Pismo Beach. What was the other one? Uh, Grover City. Okay. You know, Grover City, like after the Sesame Street character in Pismo Beach, the place Bugs Bunny never got to because he never made a left at Albuquerque. <laughs> you know those two, two, the name of those two uh, uh, cities for a reason, too. And I'm not going to tell you why. Uh, then, that person, then that person can hate you. Shit. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm thinking about you. Chris apparently doesn't care. <laughs> Spencer? No. <laughs> Who? Uh, well, I don't have permission to say their name on the on the on the podcast. I don't think I'll edit care, it. I'll but... edit it out. I don't care. Uh, uh, well, I'll put it to you this way: police officer, a cop. You, me, and this person in the crew room. Recently. Recently, mm-hmm. and they're a cop. Gonna be for Grover City. You're making this person cry right now, right? No, 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 no. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just say that uh, this person's name rhymes with Chia, as in Chia Pet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh. sending Chia a little bit of love to uh, let her know we're thinking about her before she leaves. And uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently we, I definitely Chia, was. Chia was. has nothing to do with tonight's just, uh, topic. Just so you know, no, it doesn't. That was completely just a random thing from the joke of which hopefully plays out in the recording of you and your traffic copter. Actually, hey, before we get started in today's episode, which is about some really fucking rare disorders, and it's going to be fun. Um, EMS twenty twenty. I've talked about it. It's a podcast with Spencer. What is and I. That? What's that? What is I'm this? sorry. Medical hindsight. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. No, pre-hospital perfect vision. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. pre-hospital perfect vision. <laughs> uh, no, EMS 2020, that is a podcast that uh, Spencer and I are going to be doing, and it is launching this week. In fact, it may be launched by the time you hear this episode. In fact, it probably will be launched by the time you hear this episode. We're just awaiting on the final go-ahead from nice. iTunes. Now, is the... Is uh is this endorsed by Science Tiger? It is endorsed by Science Tiger. Oh, okay. How about uh, Detective Pirate? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, 
So yeah, so we're going to be launching with uh, three episodes. Uh, one of the episodes is actually called Amputee with an AMI, and it is about a guy who has an acute myocardial infarction, a heart attack. He's an amputee, and he is, of course, in the bottom basement down a small staircase. And the call is basically about several mistakes that were made, or the episode, rather, is about several mistakes that were made during that call. There's another one where uh, someone gets shocked and they really, really shouldn't have. So anyway, yeah, go have a listen. It's EMS 2020. Well, of course, uh, when we're fully launched, we'll put links up on medical stuff as well. So it's easy to find. So uh, I swear to God, one of the uh, uh, pre-arrival instructions from dispatch is to go to the most inconvenient place in the house you can find. It should be. Yeah. I mean, it, it's got to yeah, I mean, be in there. Like people call like, 911, uh, said about get a list of meds, allergies. living centers. Right. Put away any yeah. dogs. Make sure the lights are turned on. Go to the farthest, most inconvenient room in the building. Absolutely. Make sure it is yeah. nowhere near. I don't know if I've ever run a call in a room that's just right up front. I've run calls in like lobbies. That helps. Well, I've always said that if I ever end up in a senior living center, I'm getting a place by the elevator because nothing ever happens in the rooms by the elevators. That's it's fair. It's always at the end of the hall. <laughs> Those are some safe rooms. <laughs> Anyway, so what are you EMS talking 2020 about? launching soon. So that's exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. I think so. So, I mean, not as exciting as medical stuff, but exciting nonetheless. And if you guys thought <laughs> that you could go to EMS 2020 to get away from Mark, which don't get me wrong, I don't blame you. But if you guys thought that was going was gonna to happen, of course, we're probably going to have Mark on that show. Maybe at some point. I don't know. I haven't been invited, much like coming over to your place. But anyway, rare disorders. I have invited you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's just move on to about it. rare disorders. How's let's that do it. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, tonight we've got some uh, rare disorders, as we've said multiple times now. So we just wanted to reinforce that. Repetition is the key to memorization. So... Body Identity Integrity Disorder, or B, here it says B-I-D, uh, it's B-I-I-D, so bead. <laughs> what do you know uh, about body identity disorder, Chris? Well, I've heard it's actually a rare and infrequently studied condition in which there's a mismatch between the mental body image and the physical body characterized by an intense desire for amputation of a limb, usually a mm -hmm. leg. Or to become blind or deaf. The person sometimes has a mm -hmm. sense of sexual arousal connected with the desire of a loss of limb or a sense. So some act out their desires pretending they are amputees by using prosthesis and other tools to ease this, uh, their desire to be one. Some people with BID have reported to the media or by interview over the telephone with researchers that they have resorted to self-amputation of a superfluous limb, for example, allowing a train to run over it uh, or otherwise damaging it so severely the surgeons will have to amputate it. However, the medical literature records few, if any, cases of actual self-amputation. So, to the extent mm -hmm. that generalizations can be made, people with BID uh, appear to start to wish for an amputation when they are young, between like 8 and 12 years of age. Whoa. And often knew a person with an amputated limb when they were children. However, people with BID tend to seek treatment only when they are much older. People with BID seem to be predominantly male. And while there is no evidence that sexual preference is relevant, there does seem to be a correlation with BID and a person having gender dysphoria uh, or paraphilia. There, so, just so you know, there's not a lot of information about this disorder. 
Yeah, it's one of those things I mean, where one of the defining characteristics of this disorder disorder is there's no real defined characteristics of this disorder. So <laughs> take that with a tablespoon of salt. To be some sort of correlation, huh? I said take that with a tablespoon of salt. Right. So although there appears to be a correlation, there is no direct correlation between the two. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I there also appears to be a weak correlation with the personality disorder. Yeah. I could see that. So yeah. family psychiatric history does not appear to be relevant, though. So there does not appear to be any strong correlation with the site of the limb or limbs that a person wishes they do not have, uh, nor with any past trauma to that undesired limb. So explanations, blah, blah. Explanations for how BIID develops uh, have run the gamut from a cry for attention to early childhood exposure to an amputee. Instead, theories about the disorder are caused by uh, a malfunction in a brain area called the right parietal lobe. Other studies have linked this region to people's representation of their own body. Uh, stroke patients who suffer damage to this area sometimes fail to recognize the limb as their own as well. So a team tested <laughs> <laughs> whose hand is that? Oh God! Oh, we're da, 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 da. It's edutainment <laughs> at its best. Uh, a team tested subject <laughs> using a non-invasive brain imaging technology called uh, magnetoencephalography, or MEG, which we will be calling it, uh, which measures the tiny magnetic fields created when neurons fire. When researchers touch the limb that BID subjects perceived as normal, the right parietal lobe kicked into action. When they touched the limb subjects wanted gone, activity on the right parietal lobe didn't change. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Or what Although else Every goes time on? you say they, uh, when the neurons fire, I then get an ACDC song in my head. Fire! Yeah. For, For those, those about, about to sense, <laughs> we salute you! Yeah. Anyway... Uh, uh, one patient who wanted both his legs amputated registered no increased activity at all. God damn it, I keep yawning. Registered no increased activity at all, uh, McGeoch's team found. Son of a McGeoch. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, four volunteers with no desire to hack off a limb cranked up the right part, the right polar lobes when researchers touched their leg. Depends on how you touch it. Right. <laughs> Uh, there is currently no established way to diagnose or treat this disorder other than the patient getting the body part amputated. While nothing official is stated that there is uh, uh, oh, official is, there. While nothing official is stated, there is anecdotal evidence of patients having either had the surgery done illegally or through self-mutilation uh, have amputated the body part and they usually end up with a relief of symptoms. So purely anecdotal. Yeah. Uh, if this is something you experienced, so you know, go seek psychiatric treatment or mental treatment. <laughs> See a doctor, but do not do these things. Yeah, do you not know. do not get. I mean, anyone really willing to illegally amputate your arm? There's a reason they don't do legal amputations, right? And doing this yourself, you can kill yourself. I mean, right, right. it's not. I mean, I'm not talking Having about bleeding now. I'm talking about infection. I'm talking about all sorts of stuff. And what if you cut it off and realize shit? <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Doc, I mean, letting your leg get run over by a train, you're, I mean, yeah, you're going to die. You're more than likely going to die. Sucked up in the train. Yeah. Okay. So that's B-I-I-D. Moving on to pica. Yeah. 
Uh, Isn't, that a Pokemon? Is, huh? Isn't that a Pokemon? <laughs> You're ruining my jokes. <laughs> You're going there too, weren't you? Well, because well, I was going to say I hate when I'm affected by my Pika and I sneeze at the same time. Because then I Pikachu. <laughs> I don't think I ruined that joke. Because <laughs> it's so freaking hilarious. Yes, that is that. That's yep. Because it's so hilarious, it's unruinable. It unruinable. <laughs> so uh, Pika is an eating disorder that involves eating items that are not typically thought of as food, and that do not contain significant amounts of nutritional value, such as hair. Dirt and paint chips. Hmm. If Peck is, is suspected, a medical evaluation is an important assessment for possible uh, is, is important to assess for possible anemia, intestinal blockages, potential toxicity from the ingested substances. If symptoms persist, the doctor will begin an evaluation by performing a complete medical history and physical exam. So, the Handbook for Clinical Psychology, Child Psychology, uh, which is the only source I could find with like any sort of Treatment currently supports uh, general behavioral strategies such as the most effective treatments, uh, um, strategies as the most effective treatments for pica. With training in which foods are edible, <laughs> which was it like flashcards? <laughs> yes or no, you know. <laughs> uh, which foods cannot be eaten through, uh, and which uh, foods cannot be eaten? Well, if this is for the children, of- then yeah. yeah, I can yeah, I can see okay. that. So, and so they uh, show them which foods are edible and which cannot be eaten through positive reinforcement. I don't think I don't think food is a positive reinforcement. It's a positive thing in this situation. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> so there are many potential complications of pica, such as certain items, such as paint chips, might uh, might contain lead or other toxic substances. And eating them can lead to lead poisoning, increasing a child's risk of complications, including. Uh, learning disabilities, and brain damage. Every time I hear about eating paint lead, I think of Tommy Boy. <laughs> Did you, you eat paint as a child? Uh, this is the most concerning and potentially lethal side effect of pica. Eating non-food objects uh, can interfere with the healthy eating with eating healthy food, which can lead to nutritional deficiencies. Uh, eating objects that cannot be digested, such as stones, can be, cause constipation or blockages in the digestive tract, including intestines and bowels. Also, hard and sharp objects such as paper clips and metal scraps can uh, tear the lining of the esophagus or intestines. Do you know uh, what's in rat poison? Mm, you mean Coumadin? Yeah. Yeah. But why is it Coumadin? Because it prevents them from being able to clot, so they just get a right, small when, little prick and they bleed to death. Yep. So, yeah, that's uh, they'll eat sharp or hard objects that'll cut them up and uh, they bleed to death internally. Not all, uh, not all rat poisons are actual poison-containing ones, but the uh, most common one is going to be coumadin. Uh, uh, bacteria, parasites from dirt or other objects can also uh, cause serious infections, and some of those infections can cause damage to the kidneys or the liver. And one of those is not part of the renal system. These infections cannot. <laughs> and that would be the liver. Uh, if you'd want to know when Mark fucked that up, uh, go back and listen to a classic episode on the renal system. It was an educational moment for everybody except Chris. Edutainment at its best. I had no idea that the liver was different. 
going to turn the show into a musical. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine? Like, show prep's hard enough. Imagine if you had to write the music for it, too. Oh, good Lord. That's said, why I have ultimate rise of respect for, like, Family Guy and stuff like that. Because I always have – or Bob's Burgers. Because I have a different song at the end of every episode. Yeah. Could you imagine, like, you'd be sitting there like, more Gallon's disease. God damn it, Chris. I said C minor. C minor. <laughs> Fucking start over. Sorry, Mark. All right, from the top. No fuck-ups this time, Kingston. You know, we Mark, will stay here until we get it right. Like, but Mark, I can edit. No, one time through. <laughs> one time through. Do you think we Ray Charles edited? <laughs> we, owe the, we owe the listeners perfection. Because that's our motto here at, Met- at Medical Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute I'm, perfection 24-7. <laughs> I'm not sure which is better. The fact that you tried to say that and almost slipped our, our workplace into it while exclaiming our perfection. Morgellons disease. Not to be confused with Morgana's disease, which is where you cast spells on people and make them have sex with friends. What? Morgana Le Fay from King Arthur's Court cast a spell over Sir Lancelot and Guinevere, and they fell in love, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. She uh, was more, a, an enchantress. I, uh, see, now I'm going to get yelled at online from wrong. Anyway, go ahead. You're going to get yelled at if you're right, too. It happens. Good. So, uh, Morgellons disease is an uncommon, poorly understood condition characterized by small fibers and other particles emerging from. Oh, for all oh, I have heard about this uh, from skin source. <laughs> uh, so, uh, people with this condition often report feeling as if uh, something were crawling on or stinging their skin. Some doctors recognize the condition as a delusional infestation and treat it with cognitive behavioral therapy, antidepressants, antipsychotic drugs, and counseling. Others think the symptoms are related to an infectious process in skin cells. Further study is needed. Signs and symptoms. People who have Morgellons disease report the following signs and symptoms. Skin rashes or sores that cause intense itching. Crawling sensations on or under the skin, often compared to insects moving, stinging, or biting. Fibers, threads, or black stringy material on the skin. Uh, Fatigue. Difficulty concentrating. Short-term memory loss and depressed mood. The intense itching. Is there something going on in the background there, bud? Me? Yeah. No? Like what? No, I thought I heard like a voice or something. <laughs> okay, I'm home alone. Don't fucking scare me, okay? If you're hearing ghostly voices coming over the... Just me and the dog. Yeah, if you're sure. <laughs> so I'm the guy that lays in bed at night and watches YouTube videos by like people named Sir Spooks. <laughs> nice. So I don't need any help freaking myself out at night at home alone, okay? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. The intense itching and open sores associated with Morgellons disease can severely interfere with a person's quality of life. So the research on Morgellons uh, by multiple groups over decades has yielded conflicting results. Multiple studies report a possible link between Morgellons and infection with Borrelia. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> Borrelia spirochetes. Prove me wrong. Mm, right? No, fair. I can't. Uh, right. So the results contradict an earlier study by the Center by the CDC, uh, which concluded that the condition isn't caused by an infection or parasites. The CDC study of 115 people with Morgellons, which the CDC refers to as an unexplained uh, dermatopathy, uh, which means disease of the skin, uh, showed that most of the fibers in the skin wounds were cotton. 
the CDC report noted that the condition is most often seen in middle-aged white women, and its symptoms are very similar to those of a mental illness involving false beliefs about infestation by parasites, delusional, also called, delu- <clears throat> called delusional infestation. The signs and symptoms linked to Morgellons disease can be distressing, though. Even though health professionals may disagree about the nature of the condition, you deserve compassionate treatment. To manage your signs and symptoms, establish a relationship with a caring healthcare team. Find a doctor who acknowledges your concerns, does a thorough examination, talks through treatment option with you, and works with a multidisciplinary team. Be patient. Your doctor will likely look for known conditions that point to evidence-based treatments before considering a diagnosis of Morgellons disease. Keep an open mind. Consider various causes for your signs and symptoms and discuss your doctor's recommendation for treatment, which may include long-term mental health therapy. Seek treatment for other conditions. Get treatment for anxiety, depression, or any other condition that affects your thinking, moods, or behavior. Yeah. So that's Morgellons disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing like you like to hear better from your uh, your medical professional of, you know, hasn't really been studied. And the studies they have had, they conflicted. That really gives you confidence in the medical field. Well, uh, I, I also – it's also one of those things that I kind of uh, wonder <clears throat> and uh, it's kind of something that, I, that I'd be curious – when I say the health community is, is is conflicted, it might be one of those things where, and I don't know this, but I always wonder because sometimes we'll say something's conflicted, but really what it is is you have a hundred doctors that are like, "Hey, look, you know, <coughs> most me, of these, sorry. you know, most of these fibers found are cotton, uh, and we don't have a lot of evidence." And by and large, the medical community believes that this is more of a mental health condition than anything else. And then you have like five doctors that are like, no, it's real. We're like, oh, the community is conflicted. And it's like, well, is it? <coughs> yeah, it doesn't really seem con- – yeah, that's yeah. not contention. It's more – yeah. They just they just don't want to piss off those five doctors. Right. <laughs> anyway. So. Okay, so last one. Bring it on home strong. Let's do it. Cotard delusion. Hmm. So, Cotter delusion is a rare condition marked by the false belief that you or your body parts are dead, dying, or don't exist. Wow. The biggest part of a problem with is the don't exist part. Is that your hand? <laughs> no, I don't have a hand. No. That's not your hand right there. No. Nope. So, I could stab it and you wouldn't mind. It's not mine. Go ahead. Stab what hand? Yeah. <laughs> There's no hand there. Do you see a hand there? What's wrong with you? Uh, it usually occurs with severe depression and some psychotic disorders. It can accompany other mental illnesses and neurological conditions. You might also learn, uh, hear it referred to as walking corpse syndrome, uh, Cotard's syndrome, or nihilistic delusion. Uh, one of the main symptoms of Cotard's delusion is nihilism. Nihilism is a belief that nothing has any value or meaning. Like... I think Chris should have severe nihilism, nihilism about his computer. What? <laughs> it has no value. I don't, so I you might as well just give it to me. I got it. Uh, right. <laughs> it can also be, uh, include the belief that nothing really exists. So these people are very emo. Why are we all here? <laughs> uh, people with Cotter delusion feel as if they are dead or rotting away. I feel dead inside. Does that count? Uh, in some cases, they may feel like they've never existed. Hmm. While some people feel this way about their entire body, others have felt it in regard to specific organs, 
limbs, or even their soul. That's most medics. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, come join our profession. Yeah, yeah prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Uh, depression is also close, is also closely related to Carter's delusion. A 2011 review of existing research about Carter's delusion says that 89% of documented cases, it's not a least specific number, include depression as a symptom. Not 90, not 88, but 89. Uh, other symptoms include anxiety, hallucinations, hypochondria, guilt, or preoccupation with hurting yourself or death. Uh, researchers aren't sure what the ca what causes Carter delusion, but there are a few plausible risk factors. Several studies indicate that the average age of people with Carter's de delusion is about 50. Oh, I'll be there this year. A couple there months away. Here we go. I can see it on the horizon now. Is this like my uh, – sorry, was, it, was that like a blast from the past? Were you saying that 10 years ago? Because I'm pretty sure – I'm going to get Greg Sorensen to kick you in the ankle because we were born in the same year and you're trying to say Greg is old. <clears throat> no. I'm just trying to say you looked a lot older than 50. That's all I'm <laughs> trying to say. It can also occur in children and teenagers. People under the age of 25 with Carter delusion tend to have bipolar depression. Women also seem to be more likely to develop Carter's delusion. I never did look up who Cottard was. Hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Why don't you look, look up who Cottard was and I'll keep going. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Chris is taking over. <laughs> or sorry. I could. I, I thought that's what you wanted to do, baby. I wouldn't. No, no, no. no. That's okay. You take the show. Carry the show. Broad shoulders and all. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Let me hoist it back up there. <laughs> so... Uh, in addition... Ah, Dr. Jules Cotter in 1882. <laughs> I was talking, Mark. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sir. Sorry, Christophon. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, if there's listeners out there that do not know who Christophon is or what Christophon is, <laughs> that is my alter ego uh, for when my head gets too big and I get too good for this show, which pretty much <laughs> considering I am starting another podcast... Wow, it's it's happening. Yeah, it, it, it is it? happening. The Empire. I wonder, how many shows, I wonder how many shows we have left before you won't take my phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, let's just say you won't have to use two hands to count. So <laughs> <laughs> you'll be here long enough to use our social media to launch the podcast. Yeah, pretty much. The moment we make that first dollar, we'd be like, Mark. Mm, Mark who? Mark. <laughs> You mean Matt Frankum, don't you? Matt Frankum, that was his yeah, name. Yeah. Spencer, do you remember a yeah, Matt, Matt Frankum? Yeah. No, I think Mark was his brother. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, couldn't carry a show to save his life. He was on that. that he was on that podcast, Medical Things. Yeah, Metal do, Medical Doohickeys. Come yeah. on, get it right. Or what you call it? You know, sure. and now that I hear that, we should have called this show that Medical Doohickeys. Well, but to me, a doohickey is more like better. a device or a gadget. Yeah. Which could also be a show. Thingamabobs? Yeah. In addition, Kotar delusion <laughs> seems to occur more often in people who think their personal characteristics rather than their environment cause the behavior. So people who believe that their environment causes the behavior are more likely to have a related condition called Capgris syndrome. Uh, this syndrome causes people to think their family and friends have been replaced by imposters. Kotar uh, delusion and Capgris syndrome can also appear together. So, wow. Okay. Imagine that. 
you or part of you is dead and everybody you know has been replaced by an imposter. <laughs> That's a rough life. That is a rough, rough life right there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe your arm maybe your arm died and it's been replaced by an imposter. So what did the voice say that you heard? What? You said you heard a voice earlier. Just- oh, yeah. <laughs> what, did it say something like, kill, 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 die, die, die? No, was it was it- just, I don't know. It's just kind of more of like like a like someone like muttering to themselves kind of angrily. And there's like a scratching sound. Oh, that could have been me. I could have been looking at something on the screen and scratching at the same time. Yeah. Oh, no, it definitely wasn't you because you were talking oh, okay. at the same time and it was in the background behind you. Huh. Weird. Maybe it's, do you have anybody there at your house that could have done that? Oh, definitely no. Oh, okay. So, anyway, horrible life having both of those together. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, other mental health conditions that might increase someone's risk of developing cotard delusion include bipolar diso- bipolar. Bipolar disorder, postpartum <laughs> depression, catatonia, catatonia, uh, depersonalization disorder, dissociative disorder. God, I am stumbling through this like a low riding car yeah, over speed are, bumps. Yeah. Uh, Psychotic depression or schizophrenia. Yep. Schizophrenia. Uh, <laughs> yeah. At this point, I might as well just keep going. Cotard. <laughs> fuck. Cotard's delusion. Cotard's delusion uh, also seems to be associated with certain neurological, neurological. conditions. <laughs> <laughs> including I'm just going to pinch it and pinch it in on the tough words but not limited to uh, <laughs> brain, brain infections, infections. <laughs> brain infections brain tumors uh, dementia <laughs> epilepsy migraines multiple sclerosis Parkinson's disease stroke traumatic brain injuries uh, diagnostic so, uh, so real quick uh, if we go back through those patterns. we have uh, multiple episodes talking about a lot of those subjects we do we have a postpartum depression episode. We have talked about multiple psychiatric disorders on this list. And we have a traumatic brain injury uh, episode. We have a seizures episode to cover epilepsy. We have uh, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, I believe, covered in the Alzheimer's and Parkinson's episode. We sure do. So, yeah, definitely go back and listen to those if you're mm-hmm. interested in those particular disorders. So, di- go us. So, die, Mark. Uh, no, I'm just going. Uh, so, diagnosis. <laughs> I know Di- you feel that way sometimes when I talk over you, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so diagnosing uh, Cotard's delusion is often difficult because most organizations don't recognize it as a disease. This means there's no standardized list of criteria used to make a diagnosis. And in most cases, it's only diagnosed after all other possible conditions have been ruled out. So if you think you might have Cotard delusion, uh, try to keep a journal of your symptoms, noting when they occur, how long they last. Uh, This information can help your doctor narrow down the possible causes, including Cotard delusion. So keep in mind that Cotard delusion usually occurs alongside other mental illnesses. So you may you might receive more than one diagnosis. Uh, Cotter delusion usually occurs with other conditions, so treatment options can vary widely. However, a 2009 review found that electroconvulsive therapy, ECT, was the most commonly used treatment. It also, it's also a common treatment for severe depression. ECT involves passing small electrical currents through your brain to create uh, small seizures while you're under general anesthesia. Uh, however, ECT does carry some potential risk, including memory loss, confusion, nausea, and muscle aches. This is partly why it's usually only considered after trying other treatment options, including antidepressants, antipsychotics, mood stabilizers, psychotherapy, behavioral therapy. Feeling like you've already died can lead to several complications. For example, 
Some people stop bathing or they stop taking care of themselves, which can cause those around them to start distancing themselves. Uh, this can then lead to additional feelings of depression and isolation. In some cases, it can also lead to skin and teeth problems. So others will stop eating and drinking because they believe their body doesn't need it. In severe cases, this can lead to malnutrition and starvation. Suicide attempts are also common in people with Cotter delusions. Some see it as a way to prove they are already dead by showing they can't die again. Others feel trapped in a body and that life doesn't seem real. And uh, they hope that their life will get better or stop if they die again. So Cotter delusion is rare, but it is serious. While it can be hard to get the right diagnosis and treatment, it usually responds well to a mix of therapy and medication. Many people need to try several medications or a combination of them uh, before they find something that works. If nothing seems to work, ECT is often an effective treatment. If you think you have Cotter delusion, try to find a doctor who seems open to listening to your symptoms and working with you to diagnose or address any other conditions that you may have. Right. I mean, the thing is, is that you were talking earlier about, you know, the contention about uh, the disease, the Morgellons, I believe we were talking about. Yeah. The problem is, is that if you go to a doctor and you don't feel that they are listening to you or taking you seriously, you have every right to find another physician. Now, that doesn't mean that because they don't give you the diagnosis that you want, doesn't mean they're not listening. <laughs> so it really takes a little bit of judgment to be comfortable with the doctor to feel that he's addressing what your concerns are and also giving you an appropriate diagnosis. So, <clears throat> you know, try and, try and come out with an open mind and understand that, <clears throat> you know, a lot of medicine is going with the high percentage possibility. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would. You know, it's, okay, well, you're having chest pain. Well, let's rule out a heart attack first. Okay, well, it's not a heart attack. Well, let's rule out, you know, a muscle strain. It's not that. Well, let's rule out a PE. Well, it's not that. And so you keep, you know, we've talked about the, the TV show House. Yeah. And although I liked House, it was enjoyable enough, the one thing I really liked about it was, it's this. <laughs> okay, it's not that. Yeah. So it's this. Hmm. It's not that either. Okay, so it's this. <laughs> and that's what a lot of medicine is. So, you know, you have to find that doctor who's willing to and able to uh, really sort their way through. I mean, even on scene, we go on, we'll go into a call and it's a lot of playing detective, trying to figure out, trying to track down exactly what's going on. But it, a lot of time takes a lot, a long time and a lot of effort. So... Yeah. <clears throat> Be patient and make sure that you are getting the correct treatment, but don't believe that it's, don't think that it's not the correct treatment just because you're not getting the answer you necessarily want. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Uh, that's it. <clears throat> my waiting on now? Apparently my, my Cristobal's throat is, uh, do you need some, some lemon tea and uh, a, a warm wrap for your neck? You know, I didn't think I needed that, but, uh, <laughs> sounds nice. <laughs> Yeah, I'm stopping at the foot massage. Just going to tell you that right now. Thanks. So my question is, when you do become full Cristobal and I'm no longer in your call list, would you hire me to be like your personal assistant? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just so I can get your name wrong all the time. Just be like, uh, Maggie. Uh, it's, it's it's Mark. <laughs> right. Mac? <laughs> Maggie, uh, if you could go ahead and uh, fill up my coffee, that'd be 
That'd be great. I need I need more lemon tea. Thank you. Yeah, more lemon tea. Gosh. And then you'd bring it in. I must, I must protect my instrument. Yeah. Bring it I'm like, I'm sorry, Maggie. Do you think that I can just swallow lava? This is too hot. And then you know you would bring it back too cold no matter what you did. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So it wouldn't be so much personal assistant as in entertainment for you. Like if you call gesture. what you do entertaining, sure. <laughs> well, like court jester, something like that. Mm, a fool? Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I would make you wear the hat too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not proud. Pay me enough money. Give me good medical insurance. I'm sure whatever, dude. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, that's all I have this week for uh, some rare disorders, which I thought were kind of interesting. Yeah, they were kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. So uh, I'm joking. Kind of that just, was a mean thing know. to say. I'm just joking. <laughs> it was interesting. So uh, hopefully they found it more in, uh, more entertaining and more interesting than Cristobal did. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Mark, uh, all I'm going to say is, do you th- mm-hmm. I got a good one for that. I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> fall apart on, at the end there for you <laughs> how about this yeah it did it did <laughs> basically what I'm saying is I came up with something brilliant but you guys wouldn't understand it because it's so brilliant and it's not ready yet <laughs> anyway if you want to yell at Chris on social media <laughs> um you can get a hold of us on twitter at medsidestuff m-e-d-s-i-d-e-s-t-u-f-f uh, you can get a hold of us on Facebook at Medical Stuff and on Instagram at Medical Stuff 52. If you like this. Is, oh, fuck. <laughs> wow, you are really having problems tonight, man. If you'd like to send us an email, please do at bedsidestuff at yahoo.com. Yeah, that's all I have. Chris, I'm going to need you to hold both of your hands out in front of you and close your eyes and see if they both stay up because I think you may be having a stroke. You know what? Instead of that, I'm going to do what every listener should do and go back and listen to our stroke episode. Oh, there you go. Yes. Nice. That was well played, sir, for, especially since it was on the fly. So, Mark, thank you all for listening. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think you guys should be thanking me for letting you listen. <laughs> Chris DeBond's back. <laughs> thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll be back again next week with a new show, hopefully. Uh, we This may be that one hand uh, number that Chris DeBond needed just to, uh, you know, cut ties with me. So... Come back and listen next week to see if uh, Chris is here at all or if he even has any association with the show. Yeah. And with that, <laughs> it is Toast. Toasted Brioche Bun. <laughs> hey, Cristobal needs fancier food. <laughs>